Being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a four barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. Than the manufacturer You're exactly right, Jeff from uh, JC's British with us, Drive Radio KLZ 560. You were mentioning during the break there that even these newer vehicles will, even though they will last a very, very long time, uh, they are also the type where you need to make sure you keep up on your maintenance on a routine basis, correct? Yeah, I, more so than I think even the factory recommends. The, the critical, critical factors, uh, the uh, engineering enhancements in these engines with Variable cam timing, variable valve lift, uh, you know, eight-speed transmissions all electronically shifted. Yep. Very, very tight tolerances. Um, as good as the fluids are that are out there, the way we use these vehicles, the cost to repair something versus to maintain it, I think it's really yep. much more critical to be ahead of the curve on your general maintenance. Well said. I agree. Chris Davenport joining us now, present CEO and founder of the Four Less Group. Chris, welcome. How are you today, sir? Doing wonderful. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate you? you joining us. Thank you very much. And, and we can always see changes coming in every industry. The automotive industry is no different. In fact, sometimes, Chris, I believe the, the industry uh, actually is, is one of the game changers when it comes to other industries. And what we do affects a lot of other things as well. Talk to us what you see happening when it comes to the automotive aftermarket in the near future. Well, it's all moving online. It's uh, COVID changed the world, and people are going online. They're sitting at home, and they want to work on their vehicles. Um, and that's where it's at a huge industry, probably approaching the entire aftermarket automotive uh, markets, probably pushing a trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. And maybe only $20 billion of that is bought online. So think of how big that is. No, I, and I agree. And Napa being one of our great sponsors here, I don't want to sell them short. I know they're trying their best, and a lot of the other big manufa- you know, big auto parts suppliers are doing the same. A lot of it is moving online, to your point. But you've got a unique approach in this as well. Talk about that. You know, I'm glad you brought up Napa because we actually are building. Um, what we're building is designed to help everybody, including Napa's of the world. So, but basically, what's what we found in the market today is that the online purchase is dominated by the eBay's, the Amazon, right. Walmart. Mm-hmm. And by the so way, just real market- quick, everybody listening, and Chris, I think you can attest to this. The problem that I see in all of that, because I check this stuff on a regular basis, the problem that I think even somebody like myself is very – I mean, I've been in the industry my entire life. I mean, literally from the time I was in diapers, I can remember being around you know, cars and shops and so on, Chris. Even me, you know, give, given what I've done my whole life, there are times with me where you look at a part online, especially some of the websites you just mentioned, and you can't tell the quality and or where it's coming from. Am I right? Absolutely. It's a very dysfunctional process today. And, and I, my heart kind of goes out. Well, it goes out to, to buyers, right? Because you're spread thin. You're like, do I go to eBay? Do I go to Amazon? Do I go to Car Parts? Do I go to Napa? It's so dysfunctional. What we're building is a one-stop shop 
marketplace, which means what? More than one seller, multiple sellers, and multiple buyers all working together to have an ecosystem make this a much better experience for sellers and buyers. Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, but are you doing something similar to what Carpart did for the used parts? No. So we are going to build the Amazon for auto parts. Okay. It's called Auto Parts for Less. Basically identical to Amazon, but just for auto parts. Okay, just for auto parts, nothing else. Well, anything automotive, we're not going to restrict sure. it. So sure, no, I understand. Yeah, but but I mean, you're not going to go there and buy a you know you're not you're not going to go there and buy a chandelier. Correct. Not going to get your lipstick and your carburetor at the same time. Got it. So Got no it. Lipstick. Yeah. Makes okay. So in turn, will your quality of part and where they're coming from be different than what you're finding on the other sites? So, so the beauty why why marketplaces are so successful and why buyers love them. So, just to give you a number, last year, top 100 marketplaces, 2.69 trillion dollars were spent, and the reason why is buyers love them hmm. because they drive value to the buyer. Sellers are held accountable. Sellers compete to make the sell. If they're putting up bad information, inaccurate fitment, inaccurate photos, their seller rating goes down. So it drives confidence to the consumer. Okay. Makes total sense. And again, you've got had some successful websites in the past, Lift Kits for Less being one of them. So you, you're not new to this is my point. Yeah, so we started out Cutter Teeth. So I've got an install center. I'm an industry guy. break my knuckles every day. And I right. love it. I love cars and I love people. And I wanted. I just felt like Amazon and eBay, and it's not that I hate these guys. They just... They just were first movers. God bless them. Great job. But I think there's a better a better way forward, and that's what, what I'm building. All right. How soon is uh, things going to be launched, Chris? We're onboarding sellers right now. You can go to autopartsforless.com. If you're a seller, you can register. You can start loading your products. Buyers can put in their email, and we'll notify them when they can start uh, um, coming on and registering. But we will launch this summer. Okay. Perfect. Uh, when you do, I uh, w- would love to have you back on. I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to explain it. And, yeah, when you get th- things launched, I'd love to have you back, sir. Thank you so much. You appreciate betcha, Chris. I appreciate it very much. Folks, yeah, it, we can all see. There's there's things moving in that direction. Again, not taking anything away from NAP. In fact, as he just said, most likely be a, a place where you'll actually go and find some of those parts from NAP. You're never going to replace brick-and-mortar um Stores, especially auto parts stores. Sorry, folks, you're just not going to. And, and I'm, I'm a big uh, proponent of that. Why? Because there are those things where you just need to drive down the street, buy it, and get back on the road, and you cannot wait two days for something to show up. Even if stuff becomes deliverable within 24 hours, well, in some cases, Jeff, you would know, that's not good enough. Yeah, yeah. Even There's... in your world as a shop, you need stuff now, not tomorrow. Yeah, what's well, part of why we stock as much stuff as we do is – you know, you right. have a customer demand. Customer needs to get back on the road. You don't want to tie, you know, tie up a rack and have a rack down for. Yeah, it's costing you money there. when that happens. It costs money when it happens. That's right. Yep. That's right. But so it costs again, money to have that inventory too. You got There yeah. is a balance to it. That's right. But I do know, <laughs> folks, that uh, it is moving in this direction. So we'll talk more about this as we move forward. And, and by the way, I am one that I'm a fan of something happening whereby you know the quality of the parts you're going to be buying. That's why we always recommend Napa. But let's face it, there's some things out there that you need to buy that Napa just flat out does not have. And I understand that. You know, you start talking about crash parts and things along those lines. They're just going to be things that they're just not going to have. Uh, Some of the exotic vehicles, older vehicles, classics, and so on. Napa carries a ton of stuff, don't get me wrong, but there's just things they're not going to have that you've got to source elsewhere. And it'll be nice to be able to find that and know the quality of it before actually buying it. Yeah, that's that's 
probably the, the number one problem is knowing the quality and you know true you can't yeah. inherently assume quality nope. based off of where it's manufactured but it is in general an indicator Agreed. and there's a lot of man- there's a lot of resellers out there that you have no idea where it com- comes from that's right all right bill and lakewood has a couple of questions go ahead bill hey i'll spit a bunch of it out and then i'll hang up and let you okay listen. sounds good because hey, I, I never hear you talk about it can and air filters you know and 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 the reason why I'm kind of a little concerned now, you know, because I get that new truck. And in the past, I've always seen on the invoice high flow air filter. This one, I don't see it. Okay. And, you know, so should I? I I'm, I'm, I'm tossing around the K&N, cold air intake, turbo, or wait for them to come out for the turbo on as far as the turbo goes. Well, real quick, and I'll just let me fill in the blanks here real quickly. K&N, yes, big fan of theirs. They were one of our sponsors for years. Uh, we didn't have any, you know, bad feelings when we parted ways. They just, as a marketing team, uh, you know, they had some younger individuals who just felt like they wanted to go a different direction, and radio did not fit into that. Uh, I don't fault them for that. It's just a decision that that those folks made. Does K&N make a very good product? Absolutely. Can that product be used incorrectly? Yes, just like any other product can be used incorrectly. If used correctly, done right, cleaned right, reinstalled properly, is K&N a really great filter and, and, and over time actually save money when it comes to the longevity of the vehicle? Absolutely. But everything I just said has to go along with that. Okay, so on the K&N now, because I've used them for years, and I've probably overkilled with cleaning because if I remember right, K&N recommends about 36,000 miles. No, long, even longer than that, Bill. K&N recommends you don't clean the filter, even mess with it, until you can no longer see the wire mesh that's holding the filter together. So that, that's their recommendation. Most people don't, don't realize that. And, and by the way, most of the damage done to the filters and, and even not getting things back in correctly is done when the filter is taken out, clean, messed with, and so on. And, you know, and, and let's face it, every time you clean that filter, even though they're a lifetime filter, the, the you know, medical gauze that's being used for the filtration in those cleanable element filters, let's face it, there's a degradation that goes on every single time you clean those filters. The other thing that happens with those that folks do is they clean it with some sort of a caustic solution, i.e. 409. And when you use a caustic solution on the medical gauze, it can actually melt the gauze together and therefore damage that filter and not have it work as effectively. So K&N's advice is do not clean the filter, do not even mess with it until you can no longer see the wire mesh. So their spray spray cleaner is a caustic? No, it is not caustic. That's the difference between their cleaner and what you're going to find with 409. And now, by the way, I've seen technicians clean a K&N filter with 409. That's a big no-no. It has butyl in it, and the butyl will actually melt the medical gauze. You're not supposed to use anything like that on them. You know, I'm really surprised. You know, I got that new Colorado, and I'm still on the dealership's gas, which as far as I'm concerned is probably garbage. I can't believe it's it's got a it's got a pep more than the old one. Uh, but that's mean, not, that doesn't shock me. The program, I mean, every model year they come out, yeah. uh, you know, especially now, they figured out ways to reprogram and do things differently when it comes to the induction system and timing and so on on the vehicle bill. And yeah, it, it, every vehicle uh, make and model, I should say, every model year they're making improvements. So yeah, that doesn't surprise me that that would be a, a peppier vehicle today than it was a few years ago. And then they put the electric engine in. Ha. Uh, it'll be coming. <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. I'm thinking I'll die first. Uh, it's, uh, according to GM, it'll be here by 2035, so it's not that far away. Yeah, well, I'm hoping I'm here then, too. Me, too. 
Okay. Thanks, thanks a lot. You're very Thank welcome, you. Bill. I appreciate it. I know that was a little bit long, you know, discussion on K&M, but, you know, I learned a ton, you know, from them back in the day. And by the way, folks, that was not uh, what I learned just from interviewing and having, you know, folks from K&N on on a, on a uh, you know, case-by-case uh, -case basis. Uh, I spent a lot of time. My brother used to live out not far from the K&N factory. I only lived probably, I don't know, five miles from the K&N factory. So every time I'd go visit him, I spent a lot of time at the factory, the R&D side of it, where their dyno was, how they tested the filters, which, by the way, K&N, even to this day, has a filtration, filtration testing system that a lot of the OEM companies out there will even use to test how well they'll, their filtration system works and flows and so on. So, uh, you know, K&N has done a great job. And the one thing I'll say about K&N is when they say there's an added X horsepower or added X torque on that particular cold air intake or air filter itself, uh, they mean it because all that's dyno tested. So it, it, their stuff does work. I like their filters as a whole, but I'll I'll say firsthand, at least with some products I've run across, and I, I in my opinion, right, if you get an air you get their filter out of the box, pat it down with a little bit of a paper towel first, because the oil, if it gets onto that air mass meter on certain cars, mm -hmm. I've seen it cause some issues with the air mass meter. It's not the filter's fault, as no. far as I'm concerned. No, typically they're over oiled and things along those lines, and no. and and by the way, that that's that's more. I think to Jeff's point, you start looking at vehicles where they've got superchargers and they're sucking more more air in, and it's got the ability to flow more air. Yes, I think that can be a bigger issue. Uh, so, yeah, it's just something to keep in mind. And, again, what I said earlier with, with Bill is exactly right. Typically speaking, the biggest fault with most of those filters is they're messed with too much. Yeah. One of the things I learned even in a, a company where we have a lot of fleet trucks, we sweep parking lots, they get really dirty and nasty and so on, and I learned a long time ago, the, the least you mess with those – the better off you are. Because every time you open up the filter and you're exposing the, you know, the raw air into the engine compartment, you know, into the engine assembly itself, I should say, into the induction system of the vehicle, uh, you have a chance of having things fall in there that don't need to be in there. So mm -hmm. I'm one that says, just don't mess with it. If you can keep from messing with it, you're better. But yet one of the first things a lot of do-it-yourselfers will do every single oil change is what? Pull the air filter in and out. Stop doing that. Most of these new cars now have airflow meters built onto the airbox itself. You can literally tell typically by either looking through or looking at that particular gauge and or working off of mileage. And a lot of these filters are messed with far too often and they don't need to be. That's my opinion. Yeah, I can see that. Leave them alone. I Just can see that. Let them sit. You're better off. By the way, one other fallacy when it comes to air filters, changing one does not improve fuel economy. That's a fallacy. In fact, it's the opposite. In a lot of cases, if you, as you put a new filter in and you get more air flowing on these new computerized you know, fuel management systems, if it flows more air, what happens, Jeff? It's just going to adjust for it. And they flow more fuel. Yeah. Which means typically putting an air filter in will not help you with fuel economy. In some cases, it might actually hurt it. Now, you'll gain some power and some things along those lines, yeah. but there's an old wives' tale that changing your, fuel fil or changing your air filter will actually help you with fuel economy. Nothing could be farther from the truth, folks. Well, it all depends on how heavy your foot is. That's true, too. Good point. We'll be right back, guys. Lines open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. 
For over 38 years, Geno's Auto Service has been serving Littleton and customers along the Front Range. Right now, you can take advantage of Geno's $74.99 four-wheel alignment special. Mention KLZ Radio and they'll include a free inspection of your suspension. During the winter months, icy roads and potholes can damage your suspension, so it's worth getting it checked out. This month, get a $50 NAPA prepaid Visa card with a qualifying NAPA steering and suspension parts purchase of $250 or more. As members of Colorado Select Auto Care, Geno's backs up their service with NAPA's nationwide peace of mind warranty. Geno's continues to service Larry's automotive customers. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Give them a call or go online to schedule an appointment and be sure to check out all of their excellent Google reviews. They're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon in Littleton. Stop in or visit them online at genosautoservice.com. That's Genos with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Avoid the pitfalls with Kevin Flesh. Picture this. You're in court before a judge and jury trying to get the at-fault party's insurance company to cover your hospital bills, and the defense attorney pulls out your medical records. Comparing what you said to the police at the scene of your injury to what your doctor transcribed, you've contradicted yourself. You start to get nervous. You don't want to look like an idiot, but you simply don't recall what you said to the police. That was a long time ago. KLC's personal injury attorney, Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law, prepares you for these kinds of questions so you never need to worry about what to say. Of course, the opposition will always try to call your credibility into question. But with Kevin Flesh, you always know exactly how to respond. Schedule a free consultation now at 303-806-8886. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Trial tested. Trial ready. Napa a Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. 303-477-5600 is our phone number. Call us as soon as somebody drops off. Myself, Jeff Corwin, JC's British and 4x4 with me today. Michael in Denver, you're next. Uh, hello. How you doing, sir? Yeah, I got a 1999 Vexus 300 ES. Okay. And uh, well, maybe three months ago, I got a good oil change on it, and I noticed follow Month, month and a half later, I was short down by a, a quarter and a half. So I added that, and now I checked it again a month later, and I'm a cork down. And I put my car in a dry spot and then looked for oil leaks. I looked in the engine. I can't find no oil leaks. There ain't no oil leaks nowhere, but 
I notice I got a, when I don't know, when I'm going down the street, I look and there's a white powder smoke coming out of my exhaust. Uh, I don't know where the oil is going to. You could be burning the oil. Do you know roughly how many miles you're going for each roughly quart of oil you're using? Uh, well, I'm a flagger and I do travel a lot during the day. Okay. I go all over. I'm always in my car traveling. I maybe put 100, 150 miles on my car day. It, I don't know. Is that what's going on? I don't know. It could be normal consumption. Um, manufacturers typically allow about a quart every thousand miles is considered a normal amount of consumption. Right. Um, given the age of your vehicle, it might be considered normal. What I would probably suggest is just kind of as a as a, a test and a diagnostic, you know, kind of procedure. Next time you do your oil change, do a um, use some of the BG109 Compression Restore product yes, before yes. you do your oil change. Then complete the oil change. Use the BG MOA with your new oil change and see what changes. Perfect. Um, the BG MOA will help yep. with valve seals and some of the seals in the engine. Help continue to break down the car any carbon buildup that's occurred over time. The 109 is kind of your fresh start to really clean off any heavy accumulations. And it can allow the piston rings, especially the oil control rings, to float freely and do their job properly. And that should help. Um, if, if anything's not a major mechanical problem, that should help with your consumption. Yeah, because other than that, the car runs like a brand new car. I have mean, no trouble with that at all. But, um. And by the way, though, to, to Jeff's point, that particular vehicle and engine had a history of having some of that happen. So I, I wouldn't blame that on... Even the guys changing oil or anything along those lines. Everything Jeff just said, I would do first before you do anything else, Michael. Okay, I'll do that. Okay. Nope. Okay. All right, man. Appreciate it very much, and uh, be safe out there, Flag. And uh, you got a job that, uh, frankly, at times I don't want. So, uh, good job. Thanks, Bob and Centennial. You're next. Okay. Thanks for taking my call. I took my uh, wife's 08 Subaru uh, out back in for had a check engine light on, and they said the catalytic converter. Uh, was was the cause of that and then i was floored when they quoted a price of twenty eight hundred dollars. i'm sure you were that is that is not uncommon today yeah. and they said the reason for that it used to be 1500 before january the first mm-hmm. that's right it said hicken hickenlooper hickenlooper signed a bill that is going to mandate us to the california standards correct and what's the What's the deal? Yeah, on actually, that? Hickenlooper did. Polis uh, reaffirmed that. So you've got two governors now that did that. And yes, we are we are now on the same standards that California is on. And you cannot put a catalytic converter on the vehicle that does not meet those specifications. That's why the price has gone up. Yep. So now it's a California wow. Air Research Board certified catalytic converter. Um, they're made to a much higher standard, much higher content of the precious um, metals. Precious metals. Um, thereby on driving the, the cost on the up. plus side they should last longer than the other ones but you are paying more up front for it yep in some cases bob only being able to buy the oem factory uh catalytic converter because in some cases there's not an aftermarket cat that actually functions properly on that vehicle that's the other problem some vehicles are running into today yep well boy that was a shocker yes uh, mm-hmm. is that gonna, is putting that uh other that new standard cat on there going to affect the performance or nope. drivability of my car? You won't notice it at all. That's the downside. Yeah. You won't notice a thing. Won't change Why? anything on you. Okay. Well, as far as you driving it, you won't know any difference, other than your wallet. Okay. <laughs> Does well, a lighter really wallet shocked. make your car faster? Yeah, the lighter wallet might make it go faster, Bob. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, double the price. And, and, uh, and by the way, that twenty-eight hundred, there are some out there today that will be that will be twice that amount to put a catalytic converter on. I'm not exaggerating when I say that. There's some out there that'll be you know four to five k to do easily. Mm-hmm. There, there's actually some articles right now running around even some of our local you know news stations because right now there's a high theft of catalytic converters mm-hmm. going on and, and now you know why and what people think is going to be a you know few hundred dollar fix uh, turns out to be a few thousand dollar fix wow yep yeah well that's that's outrageous well yep. anyway I, I was really floored i can see why now yep and you, you you are not the only one so that's just something going on in colorado right now yes yep. i just had a customer that i was talking to that decided to try to figure out how they're going to sell their spare car because they went out to start it to move it after it sat for a month or so and lo and behold uh, sounds like a nascar race ready to go they took it off took the somebody cats, stole it and it's you know it's yep. a 20 year old car that you know was just a backup and they're like well what do i do with it how can i sell it I, tow away only yeah it's all you can do yep yep it's legal you can't sell they, it as a running car right how do they steal those catches saw them off saws all they have, a, they have a you know a cordless sawzall. They crawl underneath, saw it off, and out they go. And, they, and literally, Bob, in, in a lot of cases, they can be gone in a matter of, of seconds. Unless you're the guy in California that recently did that, had the car jacked up, it fell on him, and he died. He was, he was actually dead with his legs sticking out the next morning. And that's a true story, by the way. So, so did his wow. family sue the uh, owner of the car? I have no idea. It was at a shop. It was an auto shop where that happened, actually. He was in uh, Pasadena, California, wow. and uh, the cops came. You know, the owner came in the next morning. Legs are sticking out. Guy's dead because the car fell on top of him. Wow. Yep. So, it's, Bob, this is a problem around the country, not just here. Yep. Okay. Well, thanks. Man. You're very uh, welcome. No, appreciate it very much. Thanks so much for the phone call, uh, Dale and Aurora. You're next. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for uh, what you do for us, Shade Tree Mechanics, out here. You're welcome. So I got a 93 Jeep Grand Cherokee V8, 263,000 miles on it. And lately, uh, when I go to start it in the morning, uh, there's no fuel up to the rails. So I need to know if it was a fuel pump or a regulator. But once the car's running, after the couple seconds to take the re- fuel pump relay to go and get the pump going, it runs fine. Most likely the the pump itself there's a should be an anti-drain back valve in the pumps mm-hmm. and it's not yeah. unusual to see those fail after a long period of time what way to check that That's dale I, is next time you go to start it just cycle the key don't don't start the car but cycle it turn it off cycle it back on again turn it off and then go ahead and start it that third time and see how it fires up that'll tell you if jeff's along the right lines which he probably is by the way yeah that's what i'm thinking of okay well Thanks for, like I said, thanks for what you guys You're do. You're very welcome, uh, Dale. Look forward nope. to calling you guys in the future. Appreciate that. That one, by the way, is not too hard to do the fuel pump on because there's an access port on that one right above the rear diff that makes those actually fairly nice. easy to do. So that yep. one's a little easier yep. if you need to put a pump in it. So Haven't seen too many regulators go bad for that type of problem. Not They're very usually often. pretty darn stout. That's right. Warren and Cheyenne, hang tight. We'll take your call as soon as we come back. we got a couple lines open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie Distributing, your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. This week, we're going to take a look at brake fluid. Understanding when to change a brake fluid can be very confusing. Some manufacturers included in the recommended maintenance schedule as early as 20,000 miles, and other manufacturers completely leave it off the maintenance schedule altogether. So, Why would you need to change a brake fluid at all, and how are you supposed to know when to do it? 
Brake fluid is hygroscopic, which means it attracts and entrains water. As your brake fluid attracts water, it can become corrosive, causing wear on brake system components. Additionally, the entrained moisture will cause a reduction in the boiling point of the brake fluid and thus decrease the effectiveness in hard stops. To know when to exchange your fluid, your technician can perform a simple test to identify the amount of copper content in the brake fluid. Many of the lines and components in the brake system contain copper, so the presence of copper in the fluid is a relative indicator of the corrosiveness of the fluid. As with any fluid in your car, the best time to change the fluid is before it fails. At BG, we recommend exchanging the brake fluid in your car at least every 30,000 miles or whenever the copper content indicates a severely corrosive nature of the fluid. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG. We'll talk to you again next week. Call Novus Auto Glass as soon as you notice a chip or crack in your windshield so they can save you more money. Novus Auto Glass wants to help you save more money by repairing chips and cracks whenever possible. With their patented glass repair technology, Novus can tackle tougher cracks than the competition. In some cases, they can repair cracks up to a foot long, but you have a much better chance at getting a repair when you act fast. Glass repair is more complicated than you think. Something as simple as going through a car wash could make your little chip or crack unfixable. No matter what sort of damage you're dealing with, though, there's never any risk with a Novus repair. Should your windshield repair fail, they will credit the cost toward a replacement. Novus works with all insurance companies, and for those without windshield coverage, Novus will give you a discounted cash price. It's simple. Novus Autoglass saves you more money. Visit drive-radio.com slash Novus now and find the windshield repair expert nearest you. Novus Autoglass, the inventors of windshield repair. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National, the no surprises insurance agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. Barber's Foods has been selling only the highest quality organic, antibiotic-free, and natural food products in Colorado for over 70 years. Their mission is to provide only the best food found in the marketplace from family farms they know personally. Right now, click on March Madness Specials at the top of barbersfoods.com to find these specials and more. Barber's Farms, ground beef, made in Colorado, from Colorado raised beef in one-pound packages, only $2.99 a pound. Thunders Catch Alaskan Salmon, whole fillets on sale in March for only $12.49 a pound. And pre-order your Beeler's Duroc non-GMO Spiral Ham before Easter. 
Don't spend $100 or more for a spiral ham from a retail outlet. Buy wholesale and get a better ham at a better price from a family farm that Barber's Foods knows personally. Place your order today at barbersfoods.com. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. Myself, Jeff Corwin, JC's British and 4x4. Warren and Cheyenne, are you living? Are you surviving, Warren? Hey, brother, how you doing? I am good. I survived the storm. How about you? You know, it was atrocious. Yeah. That's a bad storm. That was three foot. Uh, yeah, three, we three had, yeah, we, yeah, we had places snow. here that, you know, it depended upon where you were out in the uh, the northeast end, you know, Thornton, North Glen area. They had a good, you know, two and a half, almost three feet out there west over where I was. I had a good, you know, depending on where you're at because things drifted, but it was anywhere from, you know, 24 to 30 inches. Yeah. That was, yeah. I mean, no. not as much as you guys, but we had blowing snow for about half a Sunday. Well, even with modern machinery, John, my drive is 50 yards long. And even then, it took me two days to dig out. I can imagine. I can imagine. Yep. And for guys that don't know about snowblowers, do yourself a favor and spray them. Spray your arms and your throwers with Pam. Pam, that's right. That's the secret. You got it, Warren. Yep. But spray no, the chute, spray you know, the whole intake area, the propeller, everything. Coat it with good Pam every time. Oh, sounds like I got an yeah, upgrade to do. Online. It works. Yes. Yep. And the vehicles are doing really well, brother. Awesome. That's good to hear. Well, you know, well, Warren, you know, you're, you know, you're a testament to what we said earlier, where you know, if you'll maintain any of these modern vehicles, and I mean modern as in you know, 25, even 30 years ago, if you maintain them, they'll they'll run your whole lifetime. You know, John, I've got one auto. They're both trucks. They're 20 and 30 years old. If you if you need updates, just get them updated. Yeah, yeah, great point. Yeah, exactly. I mean, backup cams, yep. Bluetooth, whatever. Well, you know that old that old and, Dodge that I bought from my good friends up at novus and jeff knows this so there's an interior company i'm going to mention them here as we go along where i bought a whole new interior kit for it because it it needed an an upgrade along those lines and i just bought vinyl interior but you know i went ahead and upgraded did the seat heaters the the whole nine yards just to make things a little more comfortable and to your point warren you can modernize an old vehicle really easily not a problem at all really and that well truck is just a beast good for you old 460 that thing just doesn't care. That's awesome. Well done. You know, you put good snow tires on them. That's the secret. Yep. You got it. You are right. 100%. And there's nothing wrong with your commentary during the week. I just thought I'd throw it well, I appreciate in. that, Warren. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Love you, man. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the first day of spring, Warren. See you, bud. All right, man. Take care. Bob and Golden, you are next. What's going on, sir? All right, John, let me get you off speaker. Hey, what's up, man? Uh, not much here. Uh, two th- two comments. Uh, follow up on your uh, the uh, catalytic converter yes. discussion. I'm, I was glad you brought up about the fact that it has uh, impacted the theft. Oh, big uh, time. Mm-hmm. Big time. Not in a good way. Yeah, no, I, I mean, in fact, I'm seeing, 
Yeah, you know where I live, and I'm seeing on next door. I'm not exaggerating. There's, you know, there's probably one or two of those stolen a week in my area, and that's just the people that talk about it and post it. So, Bob, you know, that's probably ten times that worse. Absolutely, and and, you know, now that these uh, cordless. Oh, the small, the small handheld sawzalls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, they've actually yeah, made that easier for those guys. Made it a lot easier. So anyway, but uh, just a comment: if the gentleman is still listening, I pass this on to you. And this isn't something that you two, you or Jeff, could recommend. But I can tell you, from a real world standpoint, that that catalytic issue on the older outbacks is pretty, uh, pretty. There's a lot of them going on. Right. And one suggestion I would make is if. If the if he's got at least a month remaining before he ha- his e test expires, he ought to, he can go to the Air Care Colorado website and he can see where the mobile uh, monitoring True. stations True. are located. True. Drive through two different ones. Yeah. More than a month out from the renewal, and more than fifty percent of the ones I've seen pass the uh, drive through test. Mm-hmm. So it'll buy them some time at least before, you know. Yeah, because if you, yeah, to, to your point, about. no, you're right. Because to, to your point, if he goes into a regular, you know, e-test station, they're going to fail him on several different things there, uh, you know, given the check engine light and others. But if he can go through a pass, you know, the pass-through test, if you would, or the drive-by test. And, yeah, no, that's a great, that great advice, Bob. Perfect. Yeah, It, it, it won't get it the light turned off, but it'll decide. sure get his admissions done. Exactly. I mean, and I, I can tell you, I mean, it, it will work on more than 50% based on my experience. Well, Bob, this, this goes into a whole other conversation real quick, not to sideline things, but just, you know, one of my pet peeves. If you if you think about what you just said, and by the way, it's a fact, it's a, it's a true statement of what you just said, it makes you wonder, you know, why do we have this program in the first place other than we're trying to satisfy some sort of a stupid, obscure federal requirement that we do something for our brown cloud that has nothing to do with cars, by the way. In other words, the entire emissions program we have is 100% fleecing of the public on money, and that's it. Well, you know where I, I stand beside you on that particular philosophy. It's a joke. It's a total yeah, it joke. Really is. Yeah. It's not yeah, doing yeah, anything for the brown cloud, by the way, folks. None. Zero. Zilch. No, anyway. Anyways. Now, the other comment uh, was addressed to Jeff. Um, do, do you all get into the uh, British sedans as in as in Jags? Um, just a little bit as of right now. We've been very focused on, on Land Rover since I started the business back in 05, but we are doing some of the um, Jaguar work, primarily like 05 and newer, just because that's in alignment with the, the Land Rover you know, JLR engines. Um, so right. it gives us a little bit more shared experience. Um, when it comes to older stuff, we do it on kind of more of a limited basis. One-off kind of a thing, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, I've got a I've got a one-off car. I've got a 76 XJ6 that I put a, dropped a 350 in a turbo hydromatic in about 30 years ago, maybe longer, yep. uh, when the uh, head ga- heads, uh, head gaskets went out. And it was cheaper to do that than it was to... Uh, it was very common back very, then. Yeah, very yeah. common. Yep. Yep. Do, do the heads... But I just I'm looking for somebody that's familiar with the you know with the uh, British approach to AC because it's it's out of my uh, yeah it's out of my knowledge so I, that's I just thought I'd ask yeah I, I'm sure it's something we'd be willing to look at um, I know that when it, when it comes to the one-off stuff we're definitely booked way the heck out because I got basically one to two guys that will work on some of the more unique vehicles um, but if you give us a call and you'll want to talk to our advisor Chuck he's handling uh, our special vehicles. Um, in essence, special vehicles operations, um, give them a call, 720-227-9118, and uh, we can get you scheduled in. At least, at the very least, take a look at it, see what we need to do, 
Um, the nice thing about being in the Denver area is if something's needed, it's probably somewhere in this state. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, parts. I'm pretty good at sourcing parts, but I say I'm past between age and health. I'm past the point where I can do a lot of things that I used to be able to do. So, but I will definitely follow up with you guys next week. Sounds good, Bob. Bob, Thank thanks, you. man. As always, I appreciate it. Good stuff. And he was right on what he said about the drive-by test. So, so for that. Uh, uh, let me see here if I can go back and, and look and see. That was Bob. Bob, if you're still listening on the uh, 08 Subaru, that's a great advice that other Bob just gave us and also shows you uh, literally uh, how ineffective I feel our emissions program today is and the fact that literally it's a money grab is all it is. It, it's a program that we're running as a state because we have to do something to satisfy the, the federal requirements, which, again, this is so stupid that we do things just because we've always done them, even though there's no positive outcome in doing so. Uh, that's the federal government and state governments for you, by the way. Yeah. So, anyways, we'll come back, talk some more. Give us a call, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. The team at Purifoy Chevrolet will never hold you captive or try to force you to buy a new or used vehicle. In a recent Jalopnik article, a consumer protection attorney shared stories of the ridiculous high-pressure tactics used by some auto dealers. In one extreme example, a customer was reportedly prevented from leaving by having her vehicle blocked. In another more common situation, customers had their car keys hidden from them to keep them from leaving until they agreed to purchase a vehicle. These customers had to call the police before the dealerships would let them drive away. The team at Purifoy Chevrolet sets themselves apart simply by treating their customers with respect. They still follow the standard of customer service set by Rolly's father back in 1960. Ask about their zero-interest financing and vehicles delivered straight to your door. Purifoy Chevrolet in Fort Lupton, only a 20 to 30-minute drive from anywhere in Denver. Find them now at klzradio.com slash Chevy. Find new roads. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. No one likes to be that person. You know the one, stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person, ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold Certified Auto Care Shop and employs ASC Certified Technicians. So don't be that guy, and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555, or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. 
Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Jeff and I were just talking there because Jeff does some conversions on certain vehicles, older vehicles, newer vehicles, and so on. We were just having a conversation on the emission side when it comes to you know, some of the diesel swaps and things that are out there. And what I will tell all of you listening is before you just jump in and do any kind of a swap, if you live in especially the front range area where you have to have an emissions test to get license plates, you better do all your homework on the front side first, right? And there can be a lot of homework. A lot of hoops to jump through. Yep. And now, a lot of information from when you talk to the, kind of the corporate um, air care team, not just those the testing stations. They'll, they'll tell you certain information over the phone, and they'll help guide you, but they'll never – Actually, I've never They'll gotten never them commit. to. I've never gotten them to actually send me any information or give me a print mm-hmm. document. It, it seems very weird. They're super helpful, but I think they're scared. I think they're scared of yeah. being able to, to tell you one way or another. Now, on the same token, the other thing to keep in mind, and uh, again, this comes down to each individual and how you want to handle things and so on. But when it comes to federal standards. Even though you're not having to pass local emissions along the front range, there are still those federal guidelines you are, quote-unquote, supposed to meet, right? Yep. And even throughout all of Colorado, whether you live in an emissions zone or not, legally, you're still supposed to be compliant. Theoretically, yes. Theoretically, yes. I know a lot are not, and I understand that the chances of them— especially if you live and drive and do all of your business in those outer areas where there's no emissions requirements, getting caught in those areas is probably slim to none. Now, I will caution you, though. If you have a residency or you know, you've know you got an address someplace out of the front range that allows you to register a vehicle without having a full emissions test, just beware that if you get a Karen or Kevin that live nearby— and they all of a sudden want to turn you into somebody that they may know someplace because they know you're running around in a vehicle that is, quote-unquote, not emissions legal, be careful because that's where you're going to run into problems. The chances of them just finding you from obscurity, not happening, okay? Let me tell mm-hmm. you, they're not going to find that. They're finding this because of those those nannies that are out there sure. that are going to tattle on you. That's where this is coming from. So yep. my other piece of advice is, if you're somebody that wants to do something like that, and and by the way, I'm, I'm not for, you know, obscuring the law just to obscure, but I also know that there are certain conversions where by the time you're done, that vehicle is cleaner than mm-hmm. it was prior, even though it may not, quote unquote, pass emissions, it's still, in all essence, a better vehicle today than what you had prior. And I, I have no issues with that whatsoever. If you want to do that, knock your socks off. All I'm saying is, be careful who you tout that to especially mm-hmm. locally, because you never know where that Karen or Kevin is living. Nope. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Because let's face it, they're the ones that are going to tattle on you and get you into trouble. The Fed's running around, you know, the, the emissions guys running around, they're not going to find you. It's, it's the tattle factor that you have mm-hmm. to worry about, right? It is. It is. Now, one thing that they are doing, though, um, and I think it started this year, but it's going to get even bigger next year, is that they are now requiring or now holding 
that any modification you do to a vehicle that's affecting potentially affecting your your emissions has to have your carb certificate California oh. Air Research Board certificate on it. So your little tuner guys that want to put a, a hot rod air filter on it, it your air filter is going to have to be carb certified. Or that, that uh, yeah, you know, and power may- programmer you just installed to your diesel that may or may not be carb compliant if it's not. Right. So the question becomes now when you go to the actual emissions testing station and they plug in to check for your codes, are they verifying the tune as a carb compliant tune at this point? Great question. Where does it all go? Great question. And they're also trying to talk about, and it was one of those things, once again, that talking to the air research board guy here in Colorado, rather than getting physical documentation, he's like, they were stating that they're going to try to start going after the repair shops yes. for yes. installing this stuff. Yes, they already are. That's already happening. So yeah. for those of you that may not know that, and if you're a repair shop doing some of that, uh, all I'm going to say is installer beware. Yeah. Because that part of it, yes, they are cracking down on. And if they find out through, by the way, the way they can trace some of this is if you're, so let's say you're selling a diesel DPF delete kits. So the diesel particulate filter delete kits, which, by the way, there used to be a bunch of them on the market, not as many as they used to because the EPA has really cracked down hard on the guys that were making those in the first place. The way they found a lot of the installers wasn't really hard, folks. They went to the guys that were making it as a part of their plea deal. They had to give up all of that customer database as to where those DPF delete kits were going. So how did the feds trace where the installers were? i.e. what I just said. Wow. Wasn't that hard for them to figure out who their biggest installers were, who their biggest, you know, quote-unquote perpetrators were when it came to, you know, skirting the law and, and removing DPF kits? And, yeah, there were some folks across the country that were fined. And in some cases, uh, some, some guys came into shops the next morning uh, full of black uh, Fed cars, and they basically, you know, took over everything inside the shop and repoed it, if you would, you know, took wow. over because of what we're just talking about. So, yeah, folks, the consequences are huge, and you want to be really careful on some of that, especially those of you that are shops out there. Really, really be careful of that. Dennis in Denver, you're next. Hi, John. I've got a 2005 Chevy Tahoe, uh, 5.3 liter Z71 that is eating batteries. Hmm. Could that be anything other than an alternator? Probably not, unless there's a draw. I mean, I, I guess question would be: Are you, you know, are you coming out to a you know dead battery on a regular basis where you think it's because of a draw, or is it eating it as in it just doesn't last very long? Just doesn't last very long. We, you know, it's never not started, but we take it in for another maintenance item, and the Colorado Select shops are pretty good about. Testing your battery right. and they right. say, oh, by right. the way, you got a weak battery. Interesting. So, so what kind of length of time are we talking, Dennis? Uh, the second to the last one was two years. The last one was a year, and they're Napa batteries that you like. I, I forget the, the brand. The DECA's. Name. Yeah, the DECA brand. Yes. Yeah, not DECA, but the pin, the pin batteries, I should say. Um, yeah, I think I think the next thing I would be looking at is your know, charging system. Is it getting overcharged on a routine basis that can affect you know longevity in the battery, as you know? And, and I still would check for a draw just to be on the safe side. Okay. All right. Very well. Thank you. You're very welcome, Dennis. As always, I appreciate it. Thanks for the call and the support, Jeff in Western Montana. You're up, sir. Howdy. How we doing, Jeff? You good? I am doing well. You kind of cut out there for a minute. I don't know if it was 
the great coverage we have here in Western. Yeah, well, we're here. No worries. We're good. All good. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I just I I was listening to the catalytic converter conversation with with uh, interest. You know, one thing I'm it makes me grateful that I no longer have to worry about those kinds of things. Um, but the other question that popped into my mind, I know it's not something that you guys can advocate for or anything, but it just I'm just wondering if certain shops close to the Colorado border in Wyoming or Nebraska or even maybe Kansas have started to see an uptick in their catalytic converter replacement business. Hmm. I, you know what? I, I would have to just put that question out there, which you just did, and have some of those guys call in. I, I really I have no idea, Jeff. Great question, though. Yeah, because my formerly military mind says that, you know, if I can drive a couple hundred miles and save $1,400 or right. more. Right. Um, yeah, why would wouldn't you? That price worth paying. Yeah, no, I know. To your point, I mean, here, for example, if you could drive to Cheyenne an hour and a half away and get a catalytic converter replaced and not have to go through all the hoops and stuff that you've got down here in Colorado, why wouldn't you? Well, except for the fact that the if you're stuck going to the air care emissions testing stations, they're gonna they're they're supposed to be keeping a closer eye on whether you've had a replacement catalytic converter done, and whether that's a carb certified catalytic converter. They're they're supposedly doing their whole the mirror check, thing, the mirror thing, it. and checking the cats. And they're so I've they're, heard we, that they're even going to ask for like the receipt paperwork. so you can prove that okay. you've had that fifty state legal cat installed. There you go, Jeff. There's some of your answers. Uh, you know, we we need to find some people more uh, honest jobs. Well, and again, as I've said before, this whole Air Care Colorado program we have here is is nothing, in my opinion, but a big joke. It's a fleecing of the public. It's a tax. You're paying twenty five bucks, you know, every two years, if you would, depending upon how old the vehicle, to get an emissions test that, frankly, you don't need in the first place. And, and I'm one that says, you know, I don't really care if there's a few cars running around that don't have as high a catalytic converter efficiency on it as maybe it did before, because at the end of the day, there's so few of those running around. That's the least of our worries. Yep. You've, you've advocated for that for years. Yep. And I will continue to do so, Jeff. Jeff, appreciate the phone call as always, but he may, he brings a great point. You know, I, I do wonder, you know, what's it like in, in some of these outer lying you know, you go right across the border. So Goodland, mm-hmm. Kansas, Cheyenne, Wyoming, you know, places in Nebraska. Uh, yep. You know, what is that like? And are some of those, you know, some of those areas seeing an uptick in replacements? But to your point, uh, if you actually have to provide all the documentation necessary to then get the proper emissions test, it's not going to help you. No. But, you know, the, the, the worst part about that whole scenario is it's, the you know it's it's that awareness of the knowledge and the awareness of the of, of the laws that they've put in place, and what's going to happen is it's going to be the individual that's getting burned on it. Right. right, right. The shop did the right job according to their where they were located. That's right. You know, that's right. customers doing their due diligence. They're 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 trying to shop. Right. You know, and and how do you really compare apples to apples on something like yeah, a catalytic converter? Point. You never really ask that question. Great like, point. I need a cat replaced. No, you're right. Great point. No, I and. Uh, and, and by the way, where this would really, I could see this happening is for some of those folks that have had them stolen that are then willing to, yeah, it's going to be a little noisy, but drive up across the border, get a cat put on, knowing you're not going to have a test for another year or two down the road. In that case, you probably could get by with doing that. No, I'm not advocating that, but frankly, I really don't care what you do. 
Yeah, yeah. It's between it. you and the that's between you and what you want to do as far as all that goes. I'm going to tell you one way or the other, but we're going to come back. We got another full hour coming your way. Drive Radio, myself, Jeff Corwin, JC's British and Four by Four, Larry Unger answering phones, and of course Charlie Grimes, our engineer. We'll be right back. Hour three is next. Drive Radio, KLZ five sixty. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.